All right, we'll continue with, with uh, Mr. Penske and Mr. Sendrick. If you could, uh, let's start with Tim. Let's talk about bringing Joseph into the team. And, and you, you went to the kind of a new dynamic, but it seemed to work almost from the get-go. Yeah, it obviously wasn't an easy decision when we, we decided that you know, Joseph was available and, and Montoya had done a really good job for us along the way and, and we needed to make a decision if we were going to build for the future or what we were going to do. And we sat down and, and talked to, to Juan and you know, he said, look, I don't like it, but if I was in your shoes, I'd do the same thing. He's the guy that I would pick. And honestly, we didn't really know what to expect other than we knew how competitive he was and, and knew that he had won in everything that he had he'd really raced in. And uh, felt like we needed to continue to build for the future. And, and uh, if we weren't racing with him, we were probably going to race against him soon. Bruce? The lap 65, uh, where the after the pit stop, the two cars came together, it got really racy there. And it sounded like you came over the radio and told Joseph, don't lose sight of the championship here. How close was that to maybe ruining the whole day? Well, I, I think he knew, I think he knew where he needed to be, but fortunately he listened. Um, but uh, yeah, we we intentionally, honestly, didn't didn't push very hard in those in and out laps. You know, I felt like had it been a, a normal race, um, it would have been probably a little bit different, a bit a little bit more dicey um, because it it wasn't going to hurt us for for Simon to be the guy that won the race today, and uh, just trying to keep. Keep um, Joseph focused more on, you know, finishing where we were because that's all we needed to do, and uh, there really wasn't any need to push there. And you know, we didn't push on the in laps or the out laps. And honestly, I expected to come out just behind him if we didn't. But uh, at that point in the race, it was fine. Tony, uh, for Mr. Penske, um, when you look at uh, Joseph only being 26 years old, he's a guy you can clearly build with for the future. What does it mean to have a champion who's that young, as opposed to some of the other guys, Will, Simon, both being in there? early to mid-30s. I think if you look at uh, racing today across all of the disciplines, these drivers, these young people are coming up with lots of capability. You see it in NASCAR. We, we see it in our supercar. Uh, there's no question uh, that uh, because they start early, we're going to see younger people you know, come to the top, as Joseph had. And I think I called him a journeyman where he started in go-karts. Family helped him. He went to Europe, came over here, won in Indy Lights. And then, you know, he drove for Sarah for a couple of years and then for Tony. And, uh, you know, he's he's got the perfect experience. And he lives and sleeps racing. And I think we've been fortunate uh, when we saw he was available. It, it, you know, we're not used to running five cars in Indianapolis. You know, that would be something we probably would, said we'd never do. But on the other hand, I think as we saw the opportunity, and I don't think in business you always have the perfect time for something. And I think it's the same thing in racing, whether it's a crew chief, a chief mechanic, a driver, or even a sponsor, you know, to try to have it come in like it has with him and his commitment to the team. And, you know, even though he had maybe uh, a little dust up with uh, uh, Joseph uh, in St. Louis, I think it made all these guys better because, you know, he's pushing. And, and obviously he knows that it's not – he didn't want to create a, an accident. But on the other hand, I think he's brought the, you know, the, the interest within the team even more. And, and, and more important, I think he's got the respect now. So I see these young guys coming in with the respect. Uh, he's certainly from a commercial perspective, like the other guys, been great for our sponsors. 
And, uh, you know, it was just something that we had to say, hey, come on with us, we're ready to go. And he'll be a long-term player with us, hopefully, like most of the drivers have. Speaking of long-term players, Roger, you had uh, the driver of your car today, the three-car. Elio was class, came in here terrific again. He's he's 20 years, almost all with you, and, and it's been – uh, whatever happens has been a just a unbelievable ride for that for that young man. Well, I you know been on his car now. I don't know if it's been 20 years, but it's, it seems like it has, and uh, it's uh, it, it's been terrific. And and he's uh, he's a class of the field in the in the trailer with our guys, and uh, uh, you can see him uh, whether he's up or he's down. He's always up, and I think that's been key. And he's going to be a long-term player with us, uh, you know, on the team as we go forward. Uh, let's go back over here to Patrick. Uh, Roger, a little more on Elio. What about uh, Elio as just the ride you get with Elio? He, he, he's, he, it's a ride. Well, I mean, he is uh, just, he's always smiling, and uh, he, he's always saying, how can I help you? And there's never a time when we call him that he doesn't say, I'm there, I'll do it. You know, he's just a different sort of an athlete. And one that uh, he's got a lot of respect in the garage area too, which I think is important, and certainly within the team. And uh, he's helped us build it. When you don't, three of our Indy 500s came off his back. So you have to say that's uh, that's amazing just in itself. Bruce, for Roger and for Tim, do you see this as maybe being a pivot point in the sport to where this is now the emergence of? guys like Joseph Newgarden and maybe even Alexander Rossi at Andretti Autosport, that we're now starting to see what the next group of big-time stars are going to be in this series. Well, uh, look, it's so difficult for these young guys in many cases to get a good ride. But I think the fact that they've driven a lot of these courses uh, in Indy Light, some of them have done some sports car racing, uh, and the fact that uh, the quality, if I look up and down the pit lane, and you look at qualification, you know, there's maybe three or four or five tenths difference almost between the whole field, most of the races this year. You know, the quality of the drivers coming up, and uh, we want to see that. And we have to be the catalyst to go out and look for this young talent because we don't want to be changing drivers every year. And that's one of the benefits, I think, when we go to Indianapolis, we probably have 600 years of experience you know, in our garage, and, and that continuity and low turnover makes it. So we need to hook ourselves into these young people, and I think you're going to see a lot of them. I mean, there's people out there, and certainly, you know, Michael has done an outstanding job. He was a great driver. He gets it. The Andretti name uh, is important to the sport, important to us, and, you know, one of the first guys that came up to me today to, to congratulate was Michael and, and Ganassi. You know, we, we race each other like hell on the track, but we also respect the fact that we're glad each one of us is in the sport because it helps to keep it where it is. I obviously echo what Roger said and can't really say anything better except that, um, you know, I think it's all of our responsibility can continue to promote the, the next level because it's not just on the racetrack. And these personalities are, are the ones that everybody needs to see and understand. And, you know, you see the same type of thing happening in NASCAR right now where a lot of the big names, you look at Dale Jr. and some of these guys going away and retiring and already there's already these guys that are coming up, the Kyle Larsons and the Ryan Blaney's and the Chase Elliott's of the world. That's that's what IndyCar needs to continue to focus on too. Yeah. Without a doubt, and it's it's how we we need to figure out ways off off the racetrack to continue to build these personalities because they're there. We just need to get the word out. 
Tim, another young guy, uh, Brian Campy, uh, comes in here and does a terrific job as well. Yeah, without a doubt, Brian Brian came to us from originally from the NASCAR program. He had worked for us as a NASCAR engineer. He was part of Brad Kozlowski's team, both you know, on the Cup side and the and the nationwide side at the time. Um, and you know, it was a cross pollination of, hey, let's let's go IndyCar racing. And uh, he came in and, and engineered Montoya for a couple of years and figured out what IndyCar racing was all about. And now he's sitting there as a, a championship race engineer. So he's. He's been able to be part of an Indy 500 win and a championship now, which is really cool. Any questions upstairs? No questions. Okay. I saw a couple. Right. Yes. Question for Mr. Penske. First off, congratulations on the championship. But um, with only, um, even though Joseph's only driven for you with one season, he's delivered a championship. Um, where do you see some similarities in him of, of guys that are, that are legends in your organization, like a Mark Donahue or a Rick Mears? Well, uh, boy, that's a, I've had so many great drivers and, uh, you know, I, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't have a favorite. Uh, I think that, uh, I always look at, at Mears as, as one of the drivers who, who made such a difference with us going all the way back. And, you know, he knocked on the door and, uh, was really, had never had a lot of success. And, uh, you know, he created a, a tremendous momentum within the, within our race organization and I think that's exactly what Joseph's doing because, you know, of his intensity. And Mears was someone that also we talked about it, you know, his credibility, you know, within the garage area was something. And I think that I look at him and he's also probably an unsung hero here tonight or today because he's the one that sits down with Joseph and he sat down with Simon and even even Montoya and, and Power and they talk about what's going on in the racetrack, and he gives them his insight. So he's pretty much connected to all these. So I'd have to say he's pretty special. And I think that, uh, you know, Joseph uh, is kind of a student, but also I think he's got mirrors, you know, his ear, and, and that's important. So to me, uh, uh, I can't compare him to anyone exactly. Uh, he's an American, uh, which is uh, special in this sport because uh, many of the uh, other drivers have come from overseas and different parts of the world and and to see uh, Joseph kind of take this route and, and be at the top right now is is pretty exciting and I think that you know Ray Hall's done a great job and you see some of the other drivers out there so it's, it's going to be interesting as we go forward and there'll be some new names and new faces last question last question for this group uh, Patrick let me ask both you gentlemen about those new names and new faces a beautiful day here in Sonoma at a race to the finish. Can you talk a little bit about the future of IndyCar? Everything seems to be at least angling in the right direction. Well, there, there's no question that uh, I think the uh, the quality, I said earlier, the quality of the teams, uh, the sponsors, I know they're tough to get, but when you look at the cars and the names, you know, there's Fortune 500 names on the sides, a lot of these cars, which is very important. And one of the things I think Mark Miles and the team have done and Jay, you know, we're keeping these costs in line, which is important to us. And, you know, we're, we're not changing rules that all of a sudden, you know, put a lot of burden on the on the teams. And I think that's important. And I've seen the attendance go up. I know that we have more people calling us wanting to get involved with the sport than we've ever had. And I know from, from my own, uh, I guess, business space and our employees, there's more interest today and with social media and the connection and speed has made a big difference. And, uh, you know, we're not NASCAR. Uh, you know, we're IndyCar racing, and uh, 
there's only one race in the world like uh, Indianapolis, and as long as we put arms around the Indianapolis 500 and have the ability to go and come back each year, you know, we've got a great series, and, and I think the media is starting to pick that up. Uh, I think the television uh, uh, commentary has been good. I think, uh, you know, Tracy and some of the people that are up there today are, you know, are pros. They've been in it. They've been knocked around a little bit, and they've had success, and I think that makes a big difference. So TV's good, the social media, uh, the tracks. One of the things I like about it, we're coming back to the same tracks in most cases. So what I call date equity so you can count on the IndyCars being back here this year, time next year. Or you can go to, go to if we're going to go to Detroit or we're going to go to St. Petersburg or these, these different tracks going to Toronto. And that makes a big difference. And that's how NASCAR built, you know, its strength because they had that fan base. And we need to grow that base geographically in areas that will support the track and, and also uh, the team. So to me, I see it on, on a very upward uh, uh, motion today, and, and we're going to do everything we can, you know, to support that from, from a Team Penske perspective, and I think the drivers, uh, you know, they sit out here and sign autographs. How many other sports do that sit out before a big game and start signing autographs? So, you know, those are things that, that, that today, maybe we take it for granted, but that's a big step forward in, in communication with a fan base. Thanks, guys. We got one more. Uh, talking about the product on the racetrack, any opinions about how different the car next year will change the look of IndyCar on the track? Well, as we far don't, as race, uh, quality of racing, we don't we don't know. I mean, there's people say that one arrow kit's better than the other. Someone says one engine's better than the other. Well, next year we're going to find out because the good news is we're going to have a brand new car, utilizing probably 75 percent of what we already have. So it's going to be the bodywork and aerodynamics. The cars will look different. It'll be exciting, and we're, and we're all going to be no excuses on who's got a better wing or doesn't have it. It's going to be the same, and I think that's going to be quite positive. Then it's up to team strategy. It's up to the quality of the drivers and, and certainly the way they uh, conduct themselves you know, on the racetrack. So, Tim, you might want to comment. You've seen the cars, and what, what's your thoughts? I think the testing, I think it's, it's uh, especially on the ovals, it'll, it'll help put the – the car back in the driver's hands, and I think whenever that happens, uh, the cream rises to the top. And um, you know, we, we've seen that maybe we're maybe too much on a string at some of these tracks, and and have a difficult time passing at tracks that we've had great races at. We've had great races at Phoenix in the past. We've had great races at some of these other venues. And um, if you continue to put the the racing back in the driver's hands, and uh, I think the key to that, and Mears will tell you, is if they can save it. You've almost got it right, you know. If 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 it steps out and you can't save it, then then the racing's probably not going to be very good. And you know, I, I think that that what we've seen so far, depending on what the final specifications are for the different tracks, is that uh, uh, hopefully these cars will put the the driver back in the in the place to where they can pass each other, especially on the on the ovals. And uh, if we can make the anytime you can make the the braking section longer at the road courses, you have more passing. So. Anything there, I think, is more exciting, and uh, you know, I think they're going the right direction. It's just a matter of taking the right steps at the right time, and, and not and having a good balance with what the costs are versus spec. Because at the end of the day, IndyCar racing is something that um, you want to you want to be in a place to make a bad decision. Because if if you don't have to make any decisions before you you go to the racetrack, then I would say that the racing is probably not going to be that good. But if you have an opportunity to make a bad decision. 
then some guys make it bad, some guys make it good, and you end up with passing. So that's what we need to have. Thanks, guys. Congratulations. Congratulations.